Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of The Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about the shows from Monday, April 24th through Thursday, April 27th. <clears throat> so we will kick it off with Monday, April 24th. So we only have two shows to get through. We have Dark Elevation and Monday. We're also the first one. We'll start with Dark Elevation. This was a best of episode. I don't know what's going on. With Dark Elevation, if this is the end, apparently Fight TV says it is, but I'm waiting for AEW to basically put an official announcement about it, but I'm not that basically confirmed we're getting that collision show due, but I'm just going to run out of the results. I'll do my full review on the unofficial every podcast for the AEW Weekly Wrap-Up that should be uploaded later on today. <laughs> so we go to episode 27. Episode 27, June 9, 2021. This is a trails match with John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen defeating Chaos Project, Luther, Ace Pentago, and Ricky Shane Page. Six minutes and 18 seconds. From the June 20th, 2022 episode, this is episode 68. Andrade El Idolo defeat Frankie Kassar in 8 minutes and 43 seconds. From the episode 60 on April 25th, 2022, Kunai's going to catch a defeating Brandon Color, 4 minutes and 57 seconds. From the episode 65 of Dark Elevation, this is from May 30th, 2022. Mercedes Martinez retains the Ring of Honor Women's title against Maserati, 7 minutes and 17 seconds. From the ep- April 4th, 2022, this is episode 57. The best French Tremper and Chuck Taylor defeating J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry, the War Horseman, at 8 minutes. From episode 39, back in November 29, 2021, eight women tied to match with D. Monte, Emerson Sakura, and Alvaro's on the Bunny, defeating Julia Hart, Layla Hirsch, Rio Mitsunami, and Sky Blue, six minutes and 39 seconds. From the ep- from episode 66 on June 6, 2022, we had trio touch with pa- the Death Triangle, that's Pac, Pentagon, Jr. Ray Phoenix, defeating Wingman, Caesar Benoit, Bear, Peter Avalon, Ryan Nim, five minutes and four seconds. From the episode 60, April 5th, 25th, 2022, we're going to still get QT Marshall, 4 minutes and 12 seconds. And the maven of that show, from also from episode 39 on November 29th, 2021, 8-man tag match with Dark Horse, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Team with the Farsi, Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr., and Garrett, Griff Garrison. Defeat Luther, Fantago, Chaos Project, and Anthony Bowens, Matt Castor, The Acclaim. At 4 minutes and 43 seconds. So that was Dark Elevation. And now we go to Monday Night Raw. So we kick off Raw with Cody Rhodes at Chicago, what they talk about. Then he says he can tell what the draft was, couple match with Brock Lesnar backlash. Then he throws over to a few pictures of Lesnar attacks. Lesnar's attack on him three weeks ago on Raw. He says he wanted to show the fans something else. He takes off his watch and weight belt and his shirt, throws it to the crowd. Then he reels a scar on his shoulder. He says this is the first time he stood in the All-State Arena since facing Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. What a torn pick. Then he dresses Lesnar directly, tells Lesnar to pick a spot. He says he was able to defeat one of the very best with the aforementioned injury, but he didn't do anything that night. He says that Soldo already propped them up on their shoulders and carry him to the finish line. He thinks Chicago before we hear the music of Finn Balor. And then he appears. He says he hates to break up the party, but everyone has scars. He says he saw the Rhodes have Roman Reigns beat at WrestleMania, but he got screwed. He questions why. He got screwed and says the answer that no one had his back. He says the, he understood why he trusted Lesnar to be his tag team partner, but he needs to be smarter. <clears throat> he says Rhodes can't win his match with, with Lesnar on his own in Puerto Rico. So Cody cuts Balor off since he was under the pressure. There was mutual respect between them. He says he's not buying what our Balor's selling. And Balor says he respects him, then he will hear him out. Balor says that Rhodes, as a member of the Judgment Day, will be unstoppable and tells him not to make the same mistake he made at WrestleMania on May 6th. That is the day of backlash. Cody says he appreciates all Balor's done for him, but he declines to join Judgment Day. Balor says that it's a pity because you either whip Judgment Day or against them. Cody says Balor is the impression that he's on medical clear to compete on the show, but that's not the case. He was cleared a few hours ago. He can't think of sending a better message to Lesnar than to go tell it to him with Balor on the show, which that has been confirmed. So we get that later in the show. Then we go to opening match, six-man tag team match. We got the bloodlines, Jimmy and Jay Uso, and Solo Sokoa to go against the LWO that sent those Escobar, Wall and Cruz de Toro. Del Toro. So Wall and Jay Uso lock up start this match. And then Wall hits a draw kick for Jimmy Uso takes and delivers a chop followed by short in the midsection. Solo Sokoa takes and hits a hip up, but Wild sends him to the outside. Uso trying to fear by Santos Escobar and Cruz Del Toro, so crashing the outside with draw kicks. 
while in Del Toro go flying over the top rope to love him as Escobar does the same to Sokoa as we cut to a commercial break. We'll be cut to break, come back from break. Sokoa turns back over the wall. While Flashback with a DT and then takes in Escobar. And Sokoa takes in uh, Jimmy Uso. As Santos is a pair of jumping elbows, but Jimmy fires back with kicks in the midsection. Escobar comes back with Enziguri and a top rope crossbody. Del Toro takes in and hits a draw kick off the top, then climbs back up, hits the 450 splash, goes for the car, but Jay Uso broke up the fall. Santos attacks him, and the action goes to the outside. Jason's crashing into the ring post before well, while Key Wild jumps him. Sokoa sends Wild crashing the apron spine first. Del Toro delivers an integrated Jimmy back inside the ring. Sokoa tries to interfere, but the referee catches him. J- Jay pops up on the apron, and the referee gets dragged by him. This allows Sokoa to hit the mid-air small spot Del Toro. That was actually a cool spot. And then the Usos follow up with the 1D to score the win. At 8 minutes and 40 seconds. This was actually a fun little opening match. I give this one 6 out of 10. Then after the match, Jay grabs a microphone. Says him, himself, and Jimmy. Had one bad night at WrestleMania. Jimmy says Friday won't be a bad day for the bloodline. When they recapture the Unspeak tag team titles. And the victory will be decayed to the trouble chief, Rowan Reigns. Then we go backstage. Kathy Kelly is with the Raw Woman Shame, Bianca Belair. Kelly asks Belair how she feels with facing Eagle Sky at Backlash. And Balor says she's Bel Air says she's excited before Damage Control walks in. And Bailey tells Belair Eos will bring the Raw Woman's title to Damage Control. Eo tells Belair Bianca she wants to face her tonight. And then Balor tells her to stay west. So Bailey tells Balor to, to get ready for the three of them and to beat up herself and two other opponents. two other opponents. That's what Bailey said. Belair says while she's talking to Eo, she's happy to accept Bailey's challenge. So Bailey and Dakota leave. And Eo just they have a stare down as Earlier in the day on Monday, they made that Raw Women's Tall match official for Backlash. I can't wait for that match. That'll be an excellent match. Then we come back for break. We go backstage. We see Jay Uso's on the phone. He runs to one half of the tag team, James Sami Zayn, and cuts himself off mid-sentence. Sami Zayn is not here for a fight, but he heard him de- dedicating their upcoming match to Roman Reigns. He asks him whether or not he thinks it's weird, then asks what happened if he comes short after putting Roman's name on the match. He tells him it won't be good and he deserves better. Jay says... Asked Sammy why he cares, and Sammy says he feels bad. Jay tells him he shouldn't feel bad and need to not worry about the ball in his business anymore because they both made their choices to close that segment. Then we get to a video package recapping the portrayal, Trish Trash portrayal on Becky Lynch, as well as her promo last week. Speaking of Trish Trash, she is backstage with Kathy Kelly. So Kathy asks her if she could provide any insight to why Becky isn't on Raw. Trish says Lynch isn't doing so well. She's confident in her, confident her about her struggles, being at the top, top of the women's division, being a mom. Trish says, well, she's wrong while Becky cracks and crumbles. She says she put Becky out of her misery and deserves to be thanked to close that statement. I imagine we'll probably get that at the East Saudi show, 90 Champions, or possibly Money in the Bank. We don't know yet. Then we go to Tag Team Action. We got Street Profits. Intro Dogs and Montez Ford go with Cedric Alexander and Sean Benjamin. Benjamin hits a knee to Dawkins on the apron. Montez Ford hits a series of right hands to his spine, and but Benjamin gets him on his shoulders. Cedric Alexander makes the blind tag and Rain sends the right hands. Benjamin tags back in. Montez catches him with an Guri tags and Angelo as Benjamin tags in Alexander. Dawkins hits splash in the corner, then he followed by an Guri. Dawkins hits a spine blaster, tags him forward, and he hits the from the heavens for the win at 2 minutes and 20 seconds. Fun little match here. I know there's only two and a, almost a two and a half minute match, but I give this one five out of ten. Triple H makes his way out of the ring as we prepare to find out the announcement. So once he gets in the ring, he says he had incredible privilege of competing in front of the WWE universe. But now he has the incredible privilege of ensuring WWE can be found for generations to come. He says he's here to help Rowan Reigns, who has come up on a thousand days as the Unspeed Universal Champion. Technically, it's the Universal title, but don't we don't need to get in that. He says he can't name too many superstars who will be able to hang in the ring with Roman. Then it says along the way he did some smart that go himself into a position where he had to defend that championship as frequently. Frankly, he says, well, that's great for Roman. It's not great for WWE because fans serve more. He says that why he said WWE will be changed by its court during the draft. Triple H says that Roman will stay as undisputed Universal Champion on the brand he's signed to while the other brand will crown a new World Heavyweight Champion at Night Champions on May 27th. He unveils the undesigned, redesigned World Heavyweight title. Besides, the Warwick Champ will be more respected to defend the title at any place, anytime. It's just that Warwick Champ will earn the launch of fans. I already said my fault. You could check out the. I was on Above the Ring with Scott, top of the draft, a little preview of it. You could get my full thoughts on the world title there. 
but yes, we're finally finding it. You know, God, they brought another tower in, but obviously it's a second day price. But I mean, it's good. The tower is actually, I actually do like this tower design. But wonder how they're going to crown it. Is it going to be a tournament? Is it going to be a battle royal? But we'll find out and see. Then we go backstage, Kathy Kelly's with Judgment Day. She dresses Damian Priest and Finn Balor as if he's invincible. Priest tells Balor to go get ready for his match with Cody. So Balor does leave. So she asks Priest about his reaction to Bad Bunny being in Chicago. Damian says Bad Bunny says that he has come from him, which is true. He says he doesn't interfere in Bad Bunny's music career, but he's looking forward to seeing him later in the show. Then we come back from break. We go backstage to the Usos of Sokoa. Jimmy's trying to strategize with Jay for their upcoming tag team title match on SmackDown. Jay is selling out, and Jimmy asks what's wrong. Jay asks Jimmy if he's about what happens if they don't win back the Unspittery tag team titles. Jimmy asks where does it come from. And then Jay says he ran the same thing. Jimmy immediately comes angry. He tells Jay to stay focused, and Jay says all he's saying is that he'll win. Jimmy insists that he'll win and won't be an issue, but Jay doesn't respond. Then Jimmy just storms off. Goes to that statement. Then we go to a six-woman tag team match. It's damage control. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EOS Guy. Go against Raw Woman Machine, Bianca Belair, and her two matches. We found was the women's tag team chips with Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. So a little backlash preview here is Belair and Eos Guy lock up starts matchup. Bianca hits a single leg draw kick. Dakota Kai takes in. Bianca catches a delayed vertical suplex. Raquel takes it, hits a splash in the core for Morgan takes and hits a cannonball off Rodriguez's shoulders. Falls with a cup breaker, but the ash spills to the outside where EO hits a chop to a cheap kick to Morgan. We go to break. When we come out from break, Dakota Kai fires over right hands on Liv. Bailey takes it and immediately takes EO back in. Bailey run, hits a running boot before EO hits double knees and locks at crossface. Liv is gapes and Dakota tags him. EO and Dakota look for a double team move, but Morgan catches with a kick and then tosses EO to the floor. Takes Bianca looks to tag, but EO pulls her off the apron, tosses her in the ring steps. Liv hits the back over to Dakota and tags with Raquel as Dakota tags him Bailey. Raquel delivers a pair of lyrics and a fallway slam and hits a coach group elbow. Goes for the car, but Dakota breaks up the pin. Raquel sends Dakota out of the ring, tags in Liv. Raquel powerbombs Liv onto Dakota and Bailey. Bianca gets Bailey in the ring and hits the KOD to get the win for her team at 8 minutes and 57 seconds. This was a fun little six-woman tag team match. I give this one, I say, 6 out of 10. Gives Bianca some momentum in her title defense at Backlash. Then the match, Eo and Bianca. Bianca they're now done before she hugs the women's tag team champions. Then we get the U.S. champ, Austin Theory, comes down the ring. He welcomes the fans of Chicago to Austin Theory Live. And says that this is the experience I want to be part of. Fans start to boo. And Theory says, that, well, they might not want to be part of the experience. Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed certainly do. He asks why he was playing a triple threat match at Backlash. And clash for his back, where his suspect is, and then points to the World Heavyweight title. He says the World Heavyweight title should be around his waist rather than on a pedestal because he's earned it. But to say he's in a triple threat match where he doesn't be pinned or submit to lose his United States title. Then we hear the music of the almighty Bobby Lashley. He comes on the ring. He gets in the ring, grabs my microphone's theory. The only problem he has with him is he's holding the U.S. title. He says theory keeps around his mouth and asks him if he'll step instead of all the challengers. He tells theory he knows how tough he is, but he doesn't think theory knows that himself. He has odds if he's lazy or scared and should be fair, be welcome to every chance he has to fight for his title. So Lashley says theory questions who requested a triple threat match backlash. It says he did theory says he's so good at crossing matches. Then where was his WrestleMania match? That was a cheap shot, but honestly, he had a point. Lashley says he knocked Theory's teeth for saying that. Should knock Theory's teeth for saying that. And Theory looks to clock him. Lashley ducks it and they spill to the outside, so they're brawling. Lashley sends Austin into the barricade for the other our third participant in the triple threat match of backlash. Bronson Reed appears out of nowhere. So they says Theory and Reed start being down Lashley before the theory, theory holds him in place and Breeze question between himself in the ring post. Theory and Regan Lashley into the ring where Theory takes down Lashley with the A-Town down. And then Bronson starts attacking Austin. Theory hits a senton and it hits a tsunami off the top rope, then holds up the United States style of the close of this segment. This is that triple threat match actually looks kind of fun. I can't wait for that. Actually, I think Bronson should win the title, but I'll do my predictions closer to. Then we go to our next match. We got Chad Gable going with Mustafa Ali. Gable delivers Andre to Mustafa, but George Andre, sorry, and Mustafa responds while of his own, but Gable catches with a suplex and a pair of back elbows. Ali executes kick to the head, but Gable comes with a second suplex. Ali fires by the DT, comes to the top, looks for a 450 splash. Gable rolls out of the way, trying to go for the German suplex. 
But Mustafa rolls him up for the victory at a minute 50. I got to give this one 3 out of 10. I wish these two had a lot longer match. Not like 20 minutes or so, like 10, 15. That would have been excellent. But I, I wish these two got longer. But I, I say for a minute 50, I say 4 out of 10. Then we go back to Sammy Zane. Jimmy Uso approaches him, tells Sammy to stop playing mind games with Jay. Sammy says he's speaking the truth, and Jimmy asks Sammy what he has since Kevin Owens lose. He says KO will turn on him, and he'll deserve every bit of it. He does not have to worry about Jay, but his own brother instead. To close that statement, then we go to our next match of the show. Cody Rhodes goes well with Finn Balor, so they lock up to kick this match off. They go back for a submission hold for Balor hits an arm drag, hits a chop, but Cody comes back with right hands, plants Balor face first, looks for a crossbar, but Balor ducks out of the way, and Cody sends to the outside. Balor falls and monsters and crashing in the announce table before he stares down the World Heavyweight title as we cut to a commercial break. We come back for break, Cody hits a right hand at Balor, falls with a scoop, power some disasters kick for a two count. Cody looks for the Cody cutter, but Balor catches him and plants him. Through a series of stomps and a sling blade, but Rhodes hits a Cody cutter for a two count. Balor hits his double stomp. Shotgun drug climbs the top, looks for the Cody grab, but Cody moves out of the way. Pedigree and then the crossroads for the win at 11 minutes. This was actually a fun match between these two. I give this one 7 out of 10. And then Seth Rollins makes his way down the ring. He says he walked up the fans to Monday Night Rollins. Introduces himself as he was going to come out and see how Chicago was feeling about facing almost a backlash, but something bigger caught his eye. Then he searches on the War Heavyweight title. Says Triple H came out and says some nice things about Roman Reigns and the list of people is being, but there's one person that's on that list. That's him. He says some of the roster still wants to push the industry forward. Then says it's changed to have a World Heavyweight Champion that's more than part timers. He says if a new World Heavyweight Champion will be crowned Night Champions, then Chicago has one guest to figure it out. And then we hear the music of his backlash opponent, almost him himself and MVP show up. MVP asks Rollins to forgive him for the interruption and says he respects him immensely. And he tells him that he thinks well, he's one of the greatest superstars could be in WWE ring. Since he archived virtually every accomplishment there is. Achieved virtually every accomplishment there. Sorry, I don't know why I butcher that. He says that it's his responsibility to get almost giant matches. And a match overall is going to be huge. He finds Ron Stone making predictions about his future because he might not have one after Backlash. So Seth thinks MVP for his kind words, kind words and says... Almost as tall, strongest, most powerful force he ever seen. He says almost as once a generation because he was born that way. Seth says he made himself once in a generation. Says, well, he should be afraid of him. He's not until almost he'll make him famous at Backlash. He says he's a little curse on the almost, and he'll wake up with a rain of full of people singing his song. Close that statement. I actually don't care. I think it might be, if I had to give it a star ring, I think Rollins could push him to a three star at the most, but other than that, I don't really care. After the break, we see Matt Rowe strategize with an annoyed Kevin Owens. Sammy Zayn walks in Owens where he's been. Says he has had a great night in Owens near as he points over the riddle. He tells him he talked to Jay Uso and Kevin asks why Sammy is pleading to him. He tells him he needs focus so they can keep the Owens protecting tall storms off. Riddle says he know what Zayn is going through. He tells him everything would be cool with him and Owens because they're bros. He was talking where him and Randy had some stuff going on. So was that statement. And in our main event of the show, Ray Mysterio goes on with Judgment Day's Damian Priest. Ray wastes no time for series of right hands, but kicks and kicks, but Damian Priest fires back with a big boo and a bunch of stomps. Mysterio does the back elbow and the kick, but Priest catches up with a gut blaster as we see Bad Bunny pull up the All-State Arena. Priest ascends to the top rope and gets Ray up on the shoulders, but Ray fights on his way out. Hits a hurt crowd, followed by a kick to the face of Damian. Before Priest comes back with a right hand and tosses Ray under the bottom rope as we cut to a commercial break. When we come back for break, Damian Priest hits an elbow to Mysterio in the corner. Ray sends Priest climbing the ring post shoulder first, then hits a moonsault to the outside. Toss him back in the ring, sends to the top rope. Delivers the send up where he hits a crossbody off the ropes. He catches Priest in the ropes, go for a 6 1 9, but Priest catches him with a thrust kick for a two count. Priest tries to go for the razor's edge, but Mysterio escapes and goes flying. But Priest catches him and then plays him down to the map. Damian grabs a chair, but Ray catches with a draw kick as he goes back into the ring. Then Ray grabs a chair himself, but Priest catches with a choke slam. Ray escapes, hits a Hercarat, hits a 619, goes to the top rope for the frog splash part, but Priest throws the chair at his head, so Ray gets the DQ win at 11 minutes and 20 seconds. This wasn't too bad. I give this one 5 out of 10. Then after the match, Priest hits Mr. with the Selva Heaven, clears the announced table, then we hear the music of Bad Bunny. He shows with a kennel stick in hand. He makes his way down the ring and starts beating up Priest with it. Then he 
since Priest talked about opening now, Samuel continues beating them down with a kendo stick. Priest retreats before he can leave. Bad Bunny grabs a microphone. He says he's not hosting Backlash anymore, but he says he's going to beat him, kick his ass in the ring, then inform him, inform him that they'll have a street fight at Backlash. And that's how we closed out Raw. Actually, not a bad episode of Raw this week, but I am a little surprised they're doing a one-on-one match between Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I actually thought it was going to be a, either a tag match or a six-man. But he can't go over a street fight. But I think I've seen people talk about this should be the main because they're both because they're in Bad Bunny's hometown. They're both Puerto Rican. I could see that. I either see that one, the six man or Cody and Brock. But wait and see. But overall, overall score raw, I give it. I say six or seven out of ten. I say I check out all the matches. I say skip would be the Street Profits for Alexander Benjamin and Mustafa for Shaggy. That's the only ones I recommend. I'd probably say skip. So check out the rest of the show. So the updated card we have, we have seven matches. I don't know if they'll add any more or that's going to be it. So we have the six-man tag. Undisputed tag champs coming over the same as the team of Matt Riddle. Go against the bloodline, Jimmy and Jay Uso and Solisico. As of right now, Owens and Zane are the tag champs as I'm recording on Friday. SmackDown's tonight, so we'll I'll be talking about that with John on Sunday. Along with the draft as well. Then we got Cody Rhodes going against Brock Lesnar. Re-Ripley defends SmackDown with Selena Vega. Seth Rollins versus Omos. Austin Theory defends the U.S. Tigers, Bobby Lashley, Bronze Reed in, in a triple threat match. Bianca Belair defends the Raw Women's Tigers, Elo Sky, and Bad Bunny versus Demon Priest in a street fight. So that was Monday Night Raw. Now we will go to the Tuesday, April 25th shows. So we'll, we'll kick with All Japan Pro Wrestling's champion, Carlo Night 7, and also Junior Take Battle Gore Night 5. By the way, on the Sunday show, I said Night 3. It was actually Night 4. So a little correction there. So we kick it off with Dan Tamara. He defeated one-third of the AG, AJPW TV six fantastic Black Benarense via Powerbomb, two minutes and 29 seconds. And B-Block of the Champion Carnival, Ashatar Ashino, he goes up to eight points. He defeated All Japan Pro Wrestling TV six fantastic Togo Omori, who stays at zero points, by submission via ankle lock, four minutes and 42 seconds. At A block of the Champion Carnival, we have Cyrus. He goes up to six points. He defeated All Asian Tag Team Champion Yoshitatsu. He stays at two points via fair splash four minutes and five seconds. In B block, Sawama, he goes up to eight points. He'd be hooking to Amori, who stays at four points via backdrop six minutes and 12 seconds. First up two junior take battle glory matches. Asuki Oyagi and Ryzen Hayato, they go up to four points. He'd be Ryo Inoue and Ojishiba, who stay at two points via Sid Vicious on Inoue, seven minutes and 36 seconds. And their other junior take battle glory, Koro Suzuki and Kaito Ishida, they go up to four points. They defeat Junior Champion Naruki Doi and Nahuki Tensasagi, who stay at two points. We had Tiger Suplex on Tensasagi, eight minutes and 58 seconds. And then A block, we have Jun Saito defeating Yuma Oyagi, who stays, sorry, Jun Saito, he goes up to four points. He defeats Yuma Oyagi, who stays at six points via Psycho Break, nine minutes and 37 seconds. Yuma Asani, he goes up to six points. He defeats Rice. Saito, Saito, who says the eight points via German Suplex, seven minutes 35 seconds. That was B block. Another A block. T Hawk, he goes up to eight points. He's beat Raigu Honda, who says the eight points for Zippery, seven minutes and six seconds. And B block, Shuji Ishiwakwa, he goes up to eight points. He defeats one half of the World Tag Team Chiefs, Minobi Soya, who says the six points via Giant Slam, 11 minutes and two seconds. And the main event. A block, Sujoshi Kojima, he goes up to six points. He defeats Kento Mayahiro, who stays at eight points for a late 19 minutes and 42 seconds. Honestly, if I had to say, so that one, that Kojima Mayahiro, that was at eight out of 10. Ishiwak for Soya, I recommend checking that's a seven out of 10. Same with T Hawk and Rogi Honda. I recommend those are three I'd probably say go check. And also the Suzuki Ishida first Doi and Tenselki match, that one got seven out of 10 as well. So basically those I recommend checking out but are updated standards after night time for Jamie Carvel, A block, Kento May here at T-Hawk Ragu Honda. They have eight points, four wins, two losses. Yuma Oyagi, sorry, Joshi Kajima have six points, three wins, three losses. And third place, Jun Saito, he has four points, two wins, and three losses. And then last place, All Asian Tag Team Yoshitatsu has two points, one win, five losses. So pretty much Yoshitatsu and Jun Saito are eliminated. And in B block, in first place at eight points, we have a four-way tie. Suwama, Ichishiwakwa, Chitara Ashino, and Rai Saito have eight points, four wins, and two losses. 
It's second place. One tied in Chamber Nobis. So and Yoma Entai have six points, three wins, three losses. Pokito Amori has four points, two wins, and three losses. He's in third place. Yeah. And in last place, one third of the six man tag Tokido Amori. He has no wins, zero loss, zero wins, six losses. So pretty much the for whoever has eight points, it's pretty much getting a pass to the finals as they get, get anywhere from nine to eleven. Basically nine or ten points. But as if the next show, by the way, is April 30th. And then we got two in May for B Block final night and then the finals. And then for night five of the Junior Take Battle Glory, we got a three way tie for first place. We have Asuki Oyagi, Raisa Aito, Kaito Suzuki, and Kaito Eshida. And Evolution have four points, two wins, one loss. And then in last place, Junior Champion Yonoki Doi and Naoki Tensazaki. Have two points, one win, two losses. Right, anyway, and Ojishiba, they finished their tournament as two points, one win, three losses. So, Junior Take Back Glory, it's the two top two teams with the most points. They meet at the finals on May 4th. So, it's going to be one of those ones with three, with four points. But that is all Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Road to Wrestling Don Talk Unite 4. So the opening match with Ole Bolton versus Yuta Nakashima into the 10-minute time limit draw. Eight-man tag match with Hiroki go to Yoshihashi, Yo, and Toriyano. Defeating House of Torture, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, Sho, and Dick Togo. Bison and Shafia, Sideways, Boston Crab, and Dick Togo. Nine minutes, 53 seconds. And six-man tag match in United Empire's Junior Red Tag Champs versus Go Akira and TJP. Team of Great Ocon did defeat Jets players as Kushida and Kevin Knight. And Oscar Lube via Pancake Hold on Lube. Eight minutes and 42 seconds. Eight man tag team action as the other members of United Empire, IWGP tag team, and strong avoid tag team champions, Ozzy Open, Mark Davis, Kyle Fletcher, Great O'Con. I sorry, that was Aaron Nart and Jeff Cobb. Did defeat Team DK's television champs, Tyson Regina, Shane Hayes, Mike, and Nicholas, and Christina Fujita. Few Waters on Fujita, 11 minutes and 41 seconds. More eight man tag team action. This one is the Grails of Destiny. Never avoid champion Tamatanga hey, and Hekaleo team of Mashwell and Sha Umino. Defeating Bull Clubs and Strong, Opal Way Champ Kenta, David Fimming, Taiji Shimura, and Ghetto by Smith STF on Ghetto. 11 minutes and 41 seconds. And more 8 man tag match. This, the other 8 man tag match is Chaos's Kushushka Cut and Tomorrow Ishii, Team of Great Bash, Shiotoku Magabe, and Tagma Hama. Defeating number 0.6 man tag champs, Strong Stop, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, Ren Narita, Tino Ryo, oh, oh, Iowa, via King Kong, Gidra on Iowa. 11 minutes and 20 seconds. In the moment, more eight men tags. This out is just four guys IWGP World Champ Sonata, Taichi, Yoshimi Kamar, and Doki defeating LIJ's Junior World Champion Hiromu Takahashi, KOPW 23 Champion Shingo Takagi, Bushi into Sia Naito via figure four leg log on Bushi, 13 minutes and 41 seconds. So that was THP for wrestling. Now I'll go to NWA Power, where we had. Our first of two Crockett Club qualify matches with the SVGSs, Blake Troop, and Jack Stain defeat Daisy Kale and Tolados, two minutes and 49 seconds. For the women's television title, Kinsey Page retains his LEMV, three minutes and six seconds. Our second Crockett Club qualify match is Knox and Murdoch, Mike Knox and Travis Murdoch, defeating the fixers, that's Jay Bradley and Rackabell Lerksky, six minutes and 11 seconds. In the main event for the number one contendership to the national title, Silas Mason defeating Alderson, 6 minutes and 37 seconds. So that was NWA. Then we go to MLW Battleground. This is their fifth annual uh, battle ride. This is basically their Royal Rumble. So 40-person Rumble. The winner gets a shot. A go and take it for the MLW World title. Alex Kane, he defeat Juan Carl Manders. Akira, Calvin Tegman, Jim Boy Smith Jr., Delirious, Dr. Cornwallis, Duke the Drumster Drozzy, Gene Snisky, Jacob Fatu, Jay Lyons, Jesus Rodriguez, Jimmy Lloyd, National Old Boy James John Hennigan, one half of the world title James Juicy Fanu, Fanu, Ken Broadway, Kim Chi, the other half of the world title James Lance and Lance Inouye, I do apologize for putting my last name, middleweight James Lance Dorado, Leo Rush, Little Guido, Les Azteca number nine, Les Azteca number 33, Mance Warner, Microman, Medias Black, Mr. Thomas, O'Shea Edwards, Raven, Ray Jess, Ricochet Page, Simon Adas, Shahira Erie, Feather, Featherweight Heavyweight, Featherweight Chamber Tile Valkyrie, The Beastman, The Collins Number One and Two, 
TJ Crawford, Tracy Williams, and Willie Mack, 41 minutes and 59 seconds. Alice Kane last eliminated the voicemail junior via submission. So he comes the next challenger for the MLW World title. So that was MLW Underground. And now we will go to Dark. Where we had... Trying to find my notes here. Trying to find my notes there. One sec. There we Harley Cameron defeating my foot. Mafasta, yeah. I don't know how to say that name on, so I do apologize. Mafisa, I, I have no clue how to say it. Three minutes, two seconds. Blake Christian defeat Lee Johnson, six minutes and 27 seconds. Tag to match of Brian Bellinger and Brock Anderson defeating the wingmen, Cesar Benoli and Ryan Nemeth, four minutes and 16 seconds. More tag to match against Emery Sakura and May Sergura defeating Ashley Dan Boys and Raka Tihaka, three minutes and 35 seconds. Zach Quinn defeat Jake Logan, two minutes and three seconds. In a main tag to match in Dark Order, Alcatraz, John Silver. Defeating the Farsi athletes, Tony Nice and Josh Woods, six minutes and ten seconds. So that is AEW Dark. And now we will go to NXT Spray Breaking. So we kick it off with several NXT Super Silver Spray Breaking with a picnic and discuss all the matches for the show. Then we kick it off with the first ever tag team trunk match. Pretty Daily, Kit Wilson, Elm Prince. Go against the family, that's Tony D'Angelo and Stax. The family wastes no time as they go straight after Pretty Daily. Then Kit Wilson says Tony D'Angelo into the Raven spine first. Focus on Stax as Elm Prince grabs a chain. D'Angelo wrestles a trail away from Prince before himself and Stax over a series of right hands to Pretty Daily. D'Angelo sends Wilson crash to the outside and saw toss Stax on top of Prince in the corner. Action spills to the backstage area where Wilson beats down the family. The joins Prince back at ringside, grabs the lid of the garbage can. Stax grabs the lid and tosses over the Prince, delivers a dropkick while D'Angelo hits Wilson in the midsection with the other trash can lid. Prince and Stax climb with the ring post and helps Wilson deal with the backstage area. D'Angelo hits Prince with the wheelbarrow as Stax hits him with a boogie board, hits Wilson with the boogie board. Tony hits Wilson kit with hand with a chain, tosses him in the ball pit where Prince has ended up. Stax hits the X, hits a senton on the Prey as we go to commercial break. When we come up and break, Prey has Stax to the outside. Wilson hits the right hand to the spine as Prince grabs a football, hits over to Wilson, and hits a running knee. D'Angelo hits a double close on the Prey for the family, toss him back inside the ring. Family each grabs a chair and hits them across the spine of Prey Deli. D'Angelo tosses Stax on the whistle. Wilson recovers it to right into Stax. Prince joins in Prey hitting Stax off the top turnbuckle. Wilson grabs a chair, hits D'Angelo with it a few times. Prince picks up the garbage can in the center of the ring and points D'Angelo on top of it. Toss Stax to the outside and points with, hits him with spilled milk. Pretty Daly gets Stax in the trunk of the car and closes it. Wilson grabs D'Angelo as Prince opens the trunk, but Stax sprays a fire extinguisher in the face of Prince. Before D'Angelo hits Wilson with a crowbar, gets him in the trunk, and he helps Stax and sends Prince for a table with look like a a double team German suplex, and they, they put Prince in the trunk and slam a shot for the win at 12 minutes and 31 seconds. This was a fun little opening match. I just won six out of ten. Then we got to a video from Ted Strand, put herself overhead of the women's title triple threat match later in the show. Then we go backstage to Andre Chase sitting in his classroom. Duke Hudson walks in and asks Chase what he's doing, and Chase is collecting his thoughts. So Duke gives Chase a prep talk and then hides him up. So we go to that second match of the show. Andre Chase going with Braun Breaker. Andre Chase delivers a challenge service loss, but Breaker shoves him in the corner, hits a series of shores to the midsection, then falls up with a modified back body drop. Looks for a not a short to the midsection. Chase ducks him and cra Braun crashes into the post shoulder first. Chase hits a kick to Breaker's head, falls on the Russian leg sweep, then looks for the chase he's done. But Breaker catches his foot, hits a military press line, locks in the star recline for the submission win at 2 minutes and 19 seconds. That's what Braun needed. I love this new heel turn from him. Honestly, he's way better as a heel than a babyface. I give this one 4 out of 10. 
Then after the match, Breaker stares down Hudson. Then we go backstage to Mackenzie Mitt is in the location where the family defeat Pretty Daily running the show. Then all of a sudden, Die Dragon and Ilya Dragunov pair no problem with each other. Die Dragon finds you got the upper hand and sends them since Ilya under the garage door that's nearby to close that same. I imagine this is probably going to be Battleground or future TV main event on NXT, but we'll wait and see. Then our third match of the show, Larry found Carrie goes on Cora Jade. This was supposed to happen a few months ago, but Cora Jade got taken off. We never got it, but now we finally do. So match starts up with Carrie hits a boot to Cora Jade's midsection. Then hits a knee, then falls with an arm drag, then a crossbite off the ropes as we cut to a break. We come back for break. Fakiri executes an arm drag for Jay. Hits a running knee to Fakiri in the corner. Fakiri does a pair of suplexes, but Jay catches it with a knee. Fakiri dumps Jay to the outside, tosses her back in the ring, sends to the top rope. She lands a missile drag and falls with a suplex, but Jay manages to roll her up for a two count. Core triggered for a DDT, but Fakiri escapes, hits a kick to the jaw. Sets the first being back heel kick, but Jay ducks it and rolls to the floor. Cora grabs the bat, but the referee wrestles away from her. Fakiri looks for a kick, but Jay takes advantage of the hits a chop block to the knee of Fakiri, and it falls up with the DDT for the win at 8 minutes and 19 seconds. This was not too bad of a match there. I get this one 5 out of 10. Then when we go come back from break, we see the family driving the cover Penny Daly in the trunk. And I'm actually surprised this is the middle of the show. I thought this would be the main event for the NXT title. Carmelo Hayes defenses Grayson Waller. Match starts with a lockup, then Hayes hits a dropkick before locking a crossface. But <clears throat> Waller got to the bottom rope for a rope break. Then he closed, then Hayes hits a close up the rope, falls with a suplex to kick to the head. But while Waller rolls toss the ring chair in the ring, Carmelo catches it while Grayson grabs a second chair from there and hits Chick Williams with it while the referee is distracted. As we go to pitcher and pitcher, we come out from pitcher and pitcher. Carmelo hits a kick to Waller's head. Waller falls back with a form before loving another. Carmelo begins to target Waller's leg, hits a series of chops and kicks, modified DT off the ropes for a two count. Carmelo climbs to the top rope, tries to go for nothing but net. Waller rolls to the other side of the ring. Carmelo climbs back down, Grayson meets him with a knee and a modified powerbomb. Hayes looks for a fade away, but Waller catches his rolling stunner for a two count. Or he looks for the pen, sorry, but Carmelo rolls out of the ring before he can do so. Waller clears the announce table, pushes, places Carmelo on top of it, and then climbs to the top rope, hits a elbow drop. He gets Carmelo in the ring for a two and a half count. I actually thought that was going to be it. Carmelo comes back with a kick, climbs to the top rope, and it connects with the nothing but net for the win for his successful title defense at 12 minutes and three seconds. This was actually a fun match. I think it just won seven out of ten, easily one of the best matches of the night. And then after the match, Williams hits the ring, so I want to congratulate Hayes. Carmelo grabs a microphone, offers Braun Breaker a shot at the NXT title at Battleground. He calls him out to the ring, and Braun attacks Williams from behind. Hits a military wrist on the Carmel and locks in the Star Recliner on Trick. He lets go of it and then hits a spear to Hayes for the part of the spray breaking set. That was actually cool. I actually looking forward to this uh, rematch at Battleground. Let's hope it's better than their stand deliver match. Then we get a video of Roxanne Perez, who has her journey to WWE ahead of the, the main event women's title triple threat match later in the show. Then we get a video of the conversation Brooks, Jensen, Keon, James, Fountain, and Josh Briggs at Henley's Family Bar. Then we come back for break. We see Joe Gacy and Abel Rain of the Schism confront Joe Coffey of Gallus. Abel requires an NXT tag team tall match for the Diet, and Gacy proposes if he could beat Coffey, then Diet gets their match. So Joe, so sorry, Coffey asks what's in for them. And Abel says if they win, then Diet can never get a shot at the NXT tag team titles. Alan Gallus are champions. So Coffee accepts a challenge, and that's been made for next week. We'll run on the curb for the, after this review. Then we go to our, our mixed tag match. Josh Briggs and Fallon Haley gets Brooks Jensen and Keanu James. So the Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen lock up starts this matchup. Then Brooks fires a right hand across Briggs' spine, slaps, slaps him, and then pushes him. Briggs hits a short tackle and then Tom a drop, but Jensen responds with a forearm splash in the corner. Briggs jumps Jensen to the outside, but Jensen gets inside to beat the 10 count. Keon James ties herself in, so Fallon Haley. Comes in and hits a thrust press. James hits a knee to Fallon's midsection. Then whips her in the corner, hits several shorts to her midsection. Fallon delivers a kick to James's head, then hit right hand to her face as we go to break. We come back for break. Brooks hits a form to Briggs' head. Briggs returns to favor and they go back and forth. Both men and Henley chart big boots before the ladies tag in. Henley throws a chop and kicks to James' midsection, falls with an insecurity. Kiana executes a jawbreaker. Brooks and Josh Briggs tag in. Jansen considers to go to war Henley, but Briggs knocks him to the mat, hits a stating splash. 
Both men go back forward to each other. Brooks hits a layer to the back of Briggs' neck. Then Plains breaks down. Keanu tosses him her bag. And Brooks looks to hit Briggs with it, but Briggs ducks it away and hits James by accident. Keanu loses, allow Briggs to hit the layer to James. And for the win, at 11 minutes and 43 seconds. Fun little mixed tag match. I give this one 5 out of 10. And then after the match, Brooks looks to confront Keanu, but Keanu goes to slam. Brooks catches it and thought James Keanu loved him, but Keanu says she never loved him and hits to the back. Brooks then comforts Brooks, hugs him as he begins to cry to close that. And after break, we had a video of the women's team, Indy Hartwood, discussing her journey to capture the women's hull ahead of the triple threat match. Then we had a video of Sol Rucker being attacked in the classroom by an unknown person that was posted to the NXT anonymous account. Then our sixth match of the show, we got the debut of Oba Femi, who's been wrestling on Level Up over the last couple months. Go gets Oreo Mensa. So Mensa delivers a chop in form, but Femi whips him into the corner, and tosses across right, running uppercut, short blocks, hits a short tie and tosses Mensa to the outside after sitting on Tony Turnbuckle, connects on an uppercut. He drags him back inside the ring, hits a pair of running forms, kicks to the head, climbs to the top, goes for a count for a two count. But Femi hits a form and then a power bump for the quick win at 3 minutes and 35 seconds. This Ola Femi, this first time I've seen him like on main TV. I see him on level up and stuff, but he looks like a beast. I give this one 4 out of 10. Then Gigi Dolan comes to ringside. She grabs Joseph. Fake Joseph's uh, headset and dressed JC James. She expressed her anger. Regarding Jane's previous comments, it's been every day making her life a living hill. Challenges her a match next week since her brother will be at ringside to watch. If we come back from break, we go back to the North American champ, Wesley. Then Tyler Bate walks in and proposes a partnership, but Wes declines. So Bate offers being his corner next week during the North American title match with Drew Gulak, and Wesley accepts. Then we go to our main event, the triple third match for the woman's title. Indy Hartwell making her second title defense against former champ Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton. Match starts with Stratton getting in the face of Indy and Roxanne. So Hartwell and Perez take turns hitting Stratton for all three of each other as we go to a break. We come out for break. Perez is being now Stratton in the middle of the ring for a two count. Tiffany hits a knee to the back of Roxanne's midsection, but Roxanne fires by her around. Tiffany lands on her feet and for Indy wipes both of them out with double clotheslines. Hartwell hits a body slam to Stratton and gets Perez on her shoulders, but Perez moves up for a two count. Okay, to Strand's midsection and loves both women. Perez reigns her right hands on Hartwell and dumps her to the outside. If he the outside, Indy rolls to the outside and Perez catches her with Tope Suicida for hitting Strand with one. She hits Hartwell with a second. Tope Suicida to throws her back around, climbs the top rope, hits a crossbody, then locks in a bear hub. But Hartwell overpowers her. Tries to, sorry, but Roxanne rolls up for a two count. Indy hits a pair of clotheslines to Roxanne, but Tiffany throws a drop and sends her to the floor. She climbs to the top, hits a swanton bomb to both women on the outside. But the way Indy landed, looked like she broke her ankle. So medical personnel come check on her as she clutches her ankle while Tiffany tosses Roxanne back in the ring and hits a clothesline in the corner. And the fans in Orlando, Florida just went quiet. So Tiffany wears some Roxanne in the ring, but Perez catches with a bunch of forms and a right hand. She climbs to the top, hits a crossbody, but Tiffany rolls through and gets Roxanne on her shoulders. Perez rolls her up for a two count. So they're both ladies are teeing on top rope. Roxanne hits several shots in the hurricane. Goes for the cover, but only got a two count. So they go back and forth with forms before Perez goes for the pin, but Indy makes her way back to ring so they break up the fall. Hartwell delivers an uppercut in a boot. Hits his button buster Tiffany for a two count. Strand hits Perez with a body stun. Constantar hits the prettiest moves ever. Goes for the cover. Indy pulls her out of the way and hits a lair to Perez to retain the title at 15 minutes. In 12 seconds. Not a bad main event there. I actually thought Indy legit broke her. I mean, I, I guess there's rumors where she has a walking boot on. But I give this main event 6 out of 10. Then after the match, we see Tony Andrew and Stacks with the card. They put Prey Dalian in the trunk earlier in the show. They're at the lake and the trunk is empty. They discuss how they take care of business before they drive off. Pretty much same Pretty Daly's fish swimming with the fishes. The closeout NXT. Overall, this episode actually was fun to watch. I give the show 7 out of 10. I recommend checking out the NXT Tom match. That's easily the match of the night. So the match is made for next week. We have the Battle of the Joes. Joe Gacy versus Joe Coffey. If Gacy wins, Daya gets shot tag team titles. Coffey wins, Daya can't challenge him as long as Gals are the champs. 
Gigi Dolan versus JC James. Wesley defends the North Tall against Drew Gulak. Axum goes on with scripts. Danny Palmer makes her in-ring debut against a mystery opponent. And Eddie Thrope goes on with Damon Kep. And then Maeve Silver for Battleground on May 28th. Carmelo Hayes defends against Braun Breaker. So that was NXT. Now we will move to the Wednesday Night Dynamite. So we kick off with the international title. Orange Cassidy defeating Bandito. 15 minutes, 17 seconds to retain the title. Jeff Jarrett defeating AW World Tag Jim Dax Harwood. 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Non-title match, TNT Jim Warlow defeating Area Levy. A minute 33. And the finals of the Four Pillars Tournament Finals. Sorry, finals of the Four Pillars Tournament. Sammy Gavardi defeating Darby Allen by disqualification. 12 minutes and 47 seconds. Jade Cargo retains her TBS August Tall Falgari. 8 minutes and 15 seconds. In the main event, Kenny Omega and Kenosuke to catch up of the Elite defeating the Butcher and the Blade, 8 minutes and 45 seconds. That was AEW. And it was... Then we go to night five of the road to Wrestling Dontago from New Japan. So we have Iowa. Iowa first to Ole Bolton, ends in a 10-minute time limit draw. Eight-man tag to match with Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi Yotoriano of Chaos to be in House of Torture via five-star clutch and Dick Togo. Seven minutes and 52 seconds. And six-man tag to match with United Empire's Junior Champion, Tag Team James, Francisco Kira, and TGP. Team with Aaron Hinari defeating the Jets players and Yuta Nakashima via Ultima Nakashima. Ten minutes and 24 seconds. Eight-man tag to match with the other members of the United Empire. IWGB tag champ and strong Opoi tag champs. Ozzy Open. Gray O'Connor Jeff Cobb to be DMDK via Grimstone on Christina Fujita. 14 minutes and 8 seconds. Eight-man tag team match. We have Grails and Destiny, Master Raw, and Show Umino. DDP Bullet Club via Fenado and Ghetto. 10 minutes and 9 seconds. And eight-man tag team match. Kashishkoka and Tomorrow Ishii of Chaos. Team of Great Bash. DDP never opened six-man tag team. Strong Style. And Oscar Lube via Kokashi on Lube. 10 minutes and 52 seconds. In the main event, just four guys to be in Los Eganolibes de Yapon. Via Holy Emperor's Cross on Bushi. 13 minutes and 47 seconds. So that was uh, New Japan there. And then that's the Wednesday shows. And then we go to the end this week's show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll kick it off with New Japan World Wrestling's Road to Wrestling Don Donkey Night 6. So I'll run down the results and then I'll talk the best Super Junior announcer as we found out the participants in this year's tournament. So we have Integrate United Empire's NRNR and Grey Ocon to be Oscar Lube and Bolton Oleg via Ultima on Lube 5 minutes and 54 seconds. And 8 minutes we have Chaos's Hirokiko Yoshiachi on Toriano defeating House of Torture via Shoto on Dave Togo 4 minutes and 45 seconds. It's 6 minute tag team with Bull Clubs Kenta Strong Boy Champ Kenta David Taiji Ishimori defeat Girls of Destiny Master Waddle into Oblivion on Master Waddle 6 minutes and 57 50 seconds. And then Six men tag team. We have Team DK's television champ, Sizer Jr., Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, defeat Nine Empires, IWGB tag team, and Sean Opoy tag teams, Ozzy Open, Jeff Coffey, a tank bus on Kyle Fletcher, eight minutes and four seconds. And eight man tag team match with Never Open Weight, six man tag team, Strong Style, and Shia Umino, defeating Kushishikoka and Tomo Ishii of Chaos, and Great Bash Heel, Fiat Defron, Tolimahama, 11 minutes and 29 seconds. And tag team match with just two guys, IWGB World with James Sana and Taiji, defeating LIJ's KOPW 2023 James Shingo Takagi and Bushi, via Skull and on Bushi, 8 minutes and 14 seconds. To see United defeating Doki via Destino, 15 minutes and 55 seconds. For the junior heavyweight tag team toss, Jets players defeating Catch 22, the champions Catch 22, Francisco Karen TJP via Culture Clash on Francisco Akira, 19 minutes and 3 seconds. And the man for the junior heavyweight title. The champion Hiromo Takahashi defeat Yoshibori Karamaro at 31 minutes and 58 seconds via Time Bomb 2. So that was the show. But I am going to run to the. We won't know the cards, <clears throat> the matches for best until May 3rd at Wrestling Don Donku, but we found out the lineups based on the 20 men in the two blocks. So in A block, we have Junior Retired Jim Kushida, Ruska Deguji, Leo Rush, Doki, Junior Retired Hiromo Takahashi, Teton, TJP, Taji Shimori, show in the Speedball Mike Bailey. In B block, we have number one six man tag team El Desperado, Yo, Master Wado, Junior Way Tag Team Kevin Knight, Yoshiba Karmar, Bushi, Francisco Akira, 
Dan Maloney, Clark Connors, and Robbie Eagles. So that's the 20 men in this year in the 30th annual Bass Super Juniors tournament. But that is uh, New Japan there. And we'll go to WWE main event. So we have Dexter Lewis defeating Joe Gacy 5 minutes and 12 seconds and Nikki Cross defeating Cora Jade 7 minutes and 15 seconds. So that was main event. And then Ring of Honor. This is episode 9. So we had 8 matches. So a proven ground match. We have Woman's Shame. I think to be Lady Frost 5 minutes and 13 seconds. And Tag Team Match Fashion and Ganabe. That's Preston Vance and Roosh defeating the Infantry. Kari Bravo and Sean Dean 2 minutes and 52 seconds. Tag Team Match and Best Friends Chuck Taylor and Champaran defeating Joe Osaso and Mookie Summers, 2 minutes and 28 seconds. One third of the six man tensions, Brian Cage v. Leo Ruffin, 3 minutes and 16 seconds. And Tag Team Action, Evil Uno and Stu Grace of Dark Order, defeating GSK and Sonny Kiss off the Trustbusters, 4 minutes and 53 seconds. Sky Blue defeating D. Monte, 3 minutes and 21 seconds. Lee Moriarty defeating Rocky Romero, 7 minutes and 59 seconds. In the main event, Blake Christian defeating Grant K. Loco, 6 minutes and 16 seconds. And then a classic match of the show, Small Joe. Who was a peer champion between James Gibson, now known as Jamie Noble, 23 minutes 54 seconds. That's from the Ring of Honor New Frontier show from 2005. So that's Ring of Honor. And the close of this week's show, we will end it with Impact. So we had uh, Jordan Grace with Moss Slimage, 11 minutes and 2 seconds. PCO defeating Champagne Shane Singh, 5 minutes and 34 seconds. Johnny Swear defeating El Duraco, 27 seconds, who is sticky dice on red mask. And then non-title match, Impact World Tatching Champions, Bull Clubs, Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeating Angels and Big Con of the Design, 8 minutes and 26 seconds. Jody Threat defeating the Cesar Sparks, 4 minutes and 19 seconds. In the main event, Don Dion Prosper retains her knockouts title against one half of the knockouts tag team champions, King, or, sorry, Taylor Wilde, 12 minutes and 56 seconds. So next week's show, we have Impact World Champion Steve Macklin, Tila Champion, and Shira. They go against PCO and two mystery partners. Moose and Brian Myers, they go against UEMR and Behinder Jigart. Jard, sorry. And Alicia Edwards goes in with Jody Thrip. And if for Under Siege, two matches have been made so far. Steve Macklin defends the Impact World Tigers PCO. And Dion Prasso defends the Knockouts Tigers Joanne Grace. And if Grace loses, she can no longer transfer the title as long as Prasso is the champion. But that is it for this for today's episode guys i am your host ethan black i'll be back on sunday with john talking about the shows from friday for sunday have a good weekend guys stay safe